Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Think Tower. This is Around the Shabbos Table, featuring your host, Aaron Wogelanter, and my co-host, the father, the rabbi, the legend, Avi Mori, Rabbi Wogelanter. We're here to bring you a little bit of what we think our Shabbos table should look like, what our ta- Shabbos table does look like, and what we think Shabbos table should look like. But more than that, we bring you conversation that should spur thought, should spur thinking. We got a lot of really nice feedback from last week's episode about Torah leadership and what it means to be a leader. That's what we want. We want to bring you conversation. We don't need to be right. We don't need to be the end all, the be all here. We just need to make you think. And that's why I think the name, you know, it all fits under this genre of think Torah, that it's not the Torah. It's Torah that makes you think. And that's what I find when I say like, that I should have a chilek in Torah. It's the Torah that makes me think. Let's get started with this week's Around the Anyhow, we were learning this week, and I wasn't going to start with this, but I think it's, a, it's an important idea that we were talking about. Um, we started learning this week Masachas Gittin, and it's fascinating for those of you who learned Masachas Gittin, and for those of you who haven't, I'll, I'll prep you just a second to tell you this idea that right away, before telling us what is a get, what is a marriage, what are we doing when we give this document that separates a man and what a man and woman from their marriage, it it starts right away with this very detailed. Um, rabbinic law of when you bring a get, there's a certain halacha about verifying the get. And that's what we start with right away. It's fascinating when you when you read that, you're like, well, what is a get? And what am I doing here? And you ask those questions before you start the Gemara. And the question is, why did the Gemara start from there? So while we were learning, we came upon Aramban in the beginning of the Masechta that said, that the reason why the Gemara started with a rabbinic ordained law was because the Lashon of it is that it's Chaviv to the Gemara, to those who, who put together the, the Mishnah, really. It's Chaviv, it's, it's um, dear to them because it's a rabbinic law. So I want to unpack that for a minute. I know I said my thoughts and I want to hear your thoughts. Why, why is the rabbinically ordained law the that which is chav, which would start an entire tractate, an entri- entire really thought process about getting, would we start from a dinder abanan or rabbinically ordained law? So I, I invite you to, to to share. So I, I think that the beyond many of the reasons that are brought actually in the in the rishanim as to why that's something that's dear to them, I think that the the reason why it's it's chaviv to them is because it's something. That it's it's not written. It doesn't have a it doesn't have a a, str- a strong record. It's something that when the rabbis l- looked at the Torah, this is what they understood in order to make it a living Torah and to make it a real Torah. This is what was necessary, a point that was necessary, in order to be able to 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 make that Torah a living Torah. And therefore, it was something very dear to them. Not that the written Torah wasn't, but the written Torah had a very natural dearness to it. But this is something that they followed a mandate in the Torah that the Torah said that you have to, you know, protect my Torah and that you have to, you rabbis have to have to make that a living Torah. And when they actually did that and they and they saw something 
um, that that they were uh, that that was a protection for the Torah, something that was an elaboration of the Torah. So there was something that they wanted to protect and be mechazik and to strengthen and to make sure that it would be something that would become um, that would become understandable and part and parcel of the of the existence of the people. I love that. I love that. The, when the when the rabbis or when we look, it's it's training our minds to think that when we look at the Torah. The Torah itself is very important, but how it's relevant to us and how it's relevant to our lives and the fact that we're protecting it today, so many years after it was given, and that it's still relevant in a way that we're coming up with new safeguards and new ways to to be careful and make sure that we're not over on a halacha, that's chaviv, and that's beautiful. That's that's something that's dear to the Rabbanon because it represents the fact that it's alive. That's awesome. I love that. I was going to say my idea, but I don't even need to. A mic drop on that. That's amazing. What's your idea? My my idea was that the Rabbanan, it, it's almost a, a litmus test to someone if they are able to keep if their um their relationship with the Torah, it's it's easy to keep very clear, you know, Torah laws. Those are in a sense easier. It's harder to keep from the Rabbanan. It's harder to keep from those who don't have that same level of authority. God told me the Torah, I can keep it. Now the rabbis are telling me perhaps uh, maybe this is going to happen and a fear that they have and therefore I have to keep it. So if I adhere to those laws, that means that I really care about this Torah. And that's what the Rabbana are teaching us at the beginning of a Masechta, which is dicey, it's intense. But if you can keep these laws to the letter of the law, even the rabbinic laws, that's the litmus test. And, and, and I like that idea because it goes far for me um, you know, we're we're sitting right here at the onset of a of a seger here in Israel of a closure, and whether or not we should or shouldn't be doing those kinds of closures, that's not my conversation. But my conversation is within the and, and we really spoke to this in one of our, our previous pods. But who am I in this, and can I keep these laws, or do I need to break them? Do I need to come up with loopholes um, and count my steps and how far I am from my house, or can I say that I may not agree with the government, I may not agree with the law, but the fact is that it's a, it's a law, and keeping the law is something that I need to do. Something that, as the mida of, as, as my midos, it's part of my midos that I need to keep, I need to keep the law. Um, not, not even a question of dina de malchusa, and is it really a law, but the fact that there is a governing body that says, that this is what that you should do. So then I need to listen to that so that I can I can show myself that I care about even I now I use quote unquote because it's not on the same level as a Dinder Abanan, but it's the same idea. Is that a fearful law, a law that's created from fear, a law that's created from you know that that kind of that kind of creation of the law. Can I keep that? And I prove to myself time and time again I can, and therefore there are abundance as well. I say I can keep those and I can keep all of their, you know, pitchafkas and the little things that they come up with. And then, and that shows me that it's chavev, that the Torah is really important to me because even the outgrowths of that law. So that, that's how I it's, look at it. But it, if, It's really the meat of being law-abiding. Being, being a law-abiding person. In this case, there's, there's you know, you know, Elifaf Havdalas. It's Correct. not the same yeah. past. I mean, this is just, this is, there's people that are flawed making flawed laws. But, but it doesn't matter if I'm, to, if I'm to me, living, it doesn't matter. Right, because if I'm living in that country, and if I'm living in that world, so then even though 
on some level, people say, you know, you have to be discerning, you have to do everything. But I think that that kaidem call, you have to be law abiding, and then you have to figure out how that how that all works. But you have to be a person who respects authority and respects law. And that's what that allows us to do, that allows us, when, when we have the Rabbanans and we're mechazik them, we strengthen them, we figure out ways to make them a part of our lives because we want to, we want to show and we want to inculcate in ourselves that sense of being a law-abiding person. I just want to say something that you, you, know, you might want to cut out, but I think that in the beginning of the Masechta, the Masechta really begins, as, as many do, with sort of emphatic statements. You know, this is, this is what you do when you bring a get. This is this is the system, and it never it doesn't start off with the questions of what is the system, why is the system, but it just never not, not only here, just in many very places, rarely in many, right, in many places it starts off. You know, we we, we ask that that very question in brachos, we ask that question in makos, that it seems to start off with an emphatic, with a given, and when we ask question, I think that that's really our existence. Our existence is meant to be that way. That we have to start off first with an emphatic declaration that this is something that we believe in and this is something that we live by. Now you want to go and you want to look into it. Now you want to go and you want to you want to be choker and you want to understand it and you want to ask questions on it. Go right ahead. But first you have to start off with a declaration that this is what it is. This is what it is. This is what it demands of me. And we say this in, here in our soul. We say this every day. Ein kelokenu, ein kadonenu, mi kelokenu. Oh, wow. It doesn't start off first with me, Kelokenu, me, Kadenenu, and then we say, yeah, who is he? Ain. Ain. There's right. nobody like him. We start off with a declaration, an emphatic declaration, Ain, Kelokenu. And then we ask the question, well, me, Kelokenu, me, Kadenenu, now let's be Choker. Now let's go and, and investigate. Let's look into this. But before you start investigating, you have to declare what is important to you, what is Chaviv to you. And once you declare that, now you can go and look into it and you can come up with reasons you can explain everything to me. Right, and that's an important point. It's not, the process here is not say it and then think about it. That's not the process. The process is make it dear to yourself where you can honestly say, let's use that that um, you know format that you can actually say, in kelo kenu, there is no one but God. Believe it, live it, make it dear to yourself. Then your question of me, Kalokinu, who is this and what am I doing, is uh, is deeper, and it's chaviv and it's coming from a place of, of beauty and it's coming from a place of wanting and longing for that relationship. Same thing is with the Gemara. Now we're bringing it back. It, it, it's our it's our very lifeblood. It's Nasiv and Nishma. Right. I was gonna I was gonna ask them. That's a nice understanding of Nasiv and Nishma. It's not Nasa blindlessly and Nishma. It's it's a declaration. This is what I live by. Now, Nishma, let me make this understandable to myself. Now, let me work out all of the details. Now, let me work out all of the whys. But before I ask the whys, and if it doesn't make sense to me, then I don't, I don't have an, a, a relationship with it. I'm not going to ask the whys first. I'm going to make the declaration. This is what I live by. This is who I am. Now, this is my manifesto. Once I have established that, now let me work out the details because the details that I'm working out are very different now. Now it's to work out how to do them and how to live by them as opposed to to justify them as to whether I really want to keep them. That's awesome. And I, I just want to speak to the process here just to tie it back that we built this. We built this from learning a piece of Gemara, looking at a Mishnah, taking a step back, Again, we don't. We we personally, we you and I don't bother ourselves with this all day. 
nor all of our learning is not consumed by this, but there's a part of our learning that we can sit back and that's that's where this podcast sort of comes in, that it allows us to process um, these gemaras and these things and you can come back and think about it and say, hey, that's strange. What is the Torah teaching me? What is this deep, the same way that the Gemara teaches you these deep concepts with one word change that we see that a Rashi and a Tosos are arguing in, 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 in a one a nuance. They're also teaching you in a nuance in why they start with a certain topic and why they start with a certain subject. And you have to be able to ask that. One has to be able to ask that. And perhaps there is, there is no answer that will be on your fingertips. But you train yourself to keep on asking and seeing. But you've already accepted that this is the way it is. And therefore, when, when things aren't clear to you, so they're not clear. And you know that at some point you're going to have to clarify them. And at some point, hopefully, you'll be zohar to them. That's why even in learning, you have to be mature enough in learning to be able to ask Akasha and and you know be consumed by it to a certain extent. But at some point, when you're not getting a satisfactory answer, you have to say, put it aside, and then you know I'll, it'll, it'll, at some point in my learning this will be answered. I mean, you were doing that also in writing down writing down things. And then at the end of the sugi, going back to and seeing, did we answer all of the questions that we had, which which weren't weren't necessarily ready to be answered. Now, I had a Rebbe in, um, in 10th grade. Hey, you know, we've spoken about him before, a very a person very, very, that was, was very dear to me. I, I never fully appreciated him as a, you know, as a, as a high school student, but uh, but was very, very attracted to his, um, to his style and to his learning. And um, one of the things he used to say, he was a, a Magid Shir for Dafyami in the days when there weren't that, there, there weren't, you know, as, as, as many Dafyami Shurim as there was Kiflaim Kiyotsi Mitzrayim. Right. right. There wasn't like the amount of people. Exactly as many plot as there are in, right. uh, in Shas. In, in Shas. <laughs> That's right. There, there was, it, was, it was an anomaly. I, mean, I remember when he spoke to us about the, the Siyum Hashas. I don't know what number it was. It was, you know, before 10, but when he spoke to us about the, the CMA Shas and how excited he was, it was in the Felt Forum and it was, it was, it was so crowded in the Felt Forum. I think Felt Forum seats about 5,000, right? 5,000 is one small section today of the, you know, 5,000 is the amount of people that couldn't make it from one city, right? You know, it's like, so, so, so he, he spoke to us about it. And he used to talk to us a lot about learning about stuff. And, you know, remember when you're talking to high school kids. Well, the, the way to learn, the style. The, the way to learn. Okay. So he used to tell us to write caches on the side of the Gemara. He showed us some of his Gemaras. And he would say to write kashas on the side of the Gemara and just write write your questions. And if if they're not answered now, they're not answered now. He says, you're going to come back to this Masechta and you're going to come back to it in a more mature way. And that, you know, of course, we were snickering at that. We never, no, Hadron along, back, baby, yeah. when we graduate high school, like this is, we're Don't never going to come near this again. And uh, so, so but, he, but that was that was his way of learning was of asking kashas and, and, and raking up a lot of things and then just leaving it and being able to, to, to move on because it didn't, it didn't disturb the, the emiss of the structure and of the concept. It just meant that there were loose ends that he hadn't yet put together. Unfortunately, what a lot of people do when they come up with questions, they say, and therefore, there's something flawed with this. This is, or this is ridiculous. Any, right, any, right. And and that and it has to start just the other way around. This is perfect. Now let me start to investigate it. Yeah, I, I picked this up um, when I was in a T. Kaplan's yeshiva that 
you can go to sleep with a kasha on a, on a Gemara. And again, I, I just want to say that I don't think that this is, is important how you approach a Gemara and how you, how you learn a Gemara, but I think this is a paradigm for this is a life how you thing. approach life. Yeah, and how you approach your questions of God and your questions of faith and your questions of philosophy are also from here. Um, those, there, there are people who do it like both ways. There are those who have questions and there are those who, have, um, who answer them quickly. Again, questions are important and they are okay. And it's okay to have a question. Um, I find that... By the way, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Relationships are based on that also. Okay, uh, explore that. I'm allowed allowed to have a question. I'm allowed to... On you. On you. That I I didn't get that particular thing that you did. But the general, the, the picture of who you are, the the my 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 desire to have a relationship with you and my my view of you is not necessarily impaired by the question because if I look at the question and say that means you're flawed, so then that could shake our whole relationship. But if I look at it and say that I I'm not understanding what you did, there wasn't necessarily anything wrong with what you did, but I don't get based on the way I viewed you, I don't get that. But the floor lies with me, so then we can continue our relationship. Yeah. Well, I pause only to have the question. Meaning, it's 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 beautiful. Um, I find that. I, I, so I was saying that I learned that in in the brisk style, it was okay to have a question, and I learned also that this is how they lived life. There was a certain rigidity to them. That although they needed, there are certain things you do without an answer. You can do it because there's a faith. There was a munapshuta there. This is what we have to do. But it's not that they didn't have the question. That was the beauty of it. Is you would hear from in a Chumash class and you would hear that he would have these questions. This makes no sense. And then you would see him doing X. And wait, how you, you said that didn't make sense because it needs to be done. Sometimes in Kelokenu, the in Kelokenu, and then and the me Kelokenu, and that relationship between the question um, and the answer, which is, I mean, this is a huge, a huge concept, Um, and I think that that's also like that. uh, Just when we're talking about questions, to open up that idea that we're um, we're uncomfortable sometimes with questions because we think we need to give an answer, and sometimes the questioner just needs to hear, "Wow." That's the greatest question. Explore that question. What would it do if you if you believe that? Meaning, if that question was true, what would it do? What would that do to God? What would that do to, to the world? How would the world look if that was true? Um, and and to explore that sometimes is enough of an answer to, to allow them to move on. But we need to have an answer. Have the answer. You probably won't have the answer. There isn't one answer to, to big philosophical questions. But it's the question that's important, and it's the relationship with uh, living with that question a little bit. They're a little controversial. I think it's the way we we live with the Holocaust also. That that, that there are big caches. There's I know that there are people that feel that there's you know that we, we, there's no questions, but there there are questions. There are things in our perspective and in our lives that just don't seem to fit. But they don't seem to fit because I can't fit them in. But it doesn't mean that they don't fit. Ultimately, to be able to live with that question, 
means that I I'm living with a with a faith and with a knowledge that Akkadosh Baruch Hu has a reason for everything and a plan for everything, and I'm not privy to that, and I can't, and I, and therefore in my world, to what I'm privy to, this doesn't fit. This is a kasha, but it's only a kasha because I I'm, I'm not privy to everything. But once I accept that, that I don't get everything, I don't have all the information to be able to answer that, then it's not really a really a question. It's just something that I'm 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 not able to assimilate. Yeah. This is uh <laughs> that's life, you know. It's everything admitting that I can't that I probably won't have the answer to it and that And that's okay and for that's now. okay. No. And that I'm limited. I think that's the challenge of life to realize that I'm limited. Um, that's why this, these questions are challenging, and it's it's deep what we're saying because it's connected. It's connected very deeply to this sense of of ego, the sense of I got the answer and I and I and I deserve the answer because I could figure it out if I really wanted to, and and maybe that premise is wrong. So I think that what you said before is very important. That you know we. When we learn up a Gemara, we learn up a Gemara. And we don't necessarily sit and philosophize. Well, there's layers. But, yeah. but it's important to draw back on, on those discussions like, like you did. This wasn't our topic tonight, but it's a hugely important topic. To be well, able to just draw, became my topic. So. Yeah. <laughs> to draw back on, the, on, on the, the, some of those ideas from our learning and to bring them into our lives that it's really about our midos. It's about our perspectives and and we get those. That's why you know all, all of this ultimately very subtly shapes everything that we do. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the idea, and you got, you got to be able to train yourself. It doesn't come easily because we read it as a text. You know, the Gemara, when we're talking about learning a Gemara, our process was we looked at a Gemara, we said, hey, that's weird, and we just built a beautiful um, podcast, really, but a beautiful connection to this Gemara. This Gemara now says to me that you need to you need to first believe, you need to first understand that A exists, and then you can ask about it. This Ain and then me, Kelokino. And in a sense, now I connect to that Gemara. I don't, I'm never going to forget that Gemara because I've connected to it in a deep way. And um, this is, it's not the essence of why the Gemara was written, but the Gemara was written to connect to. And this is a way that I connect to it. Right. A way. There's many ways. But this is only true, though, after you've, after you've connected to it in, in what it's teaching me, in, in, the, in the emiss of what it's teaching me. Well, I think me. It's a, it's a, there's a bit of a, like a, you know, a coming and going here on that. Okay, I'm not saying we're connect to come a little first. bit, and then, right. you get, and then you get more into it to learn it deeper, and then you learn it deeper, and you right. connect deeper, and you keep on building this connection versus understanding together. The, right. They come together. See, this, this effect and connection happens even if you don't have this conversation. That, that's what I believe, that, it's, yeah, that, I, okay. that it happens. And and that only when you think about why you think certain ways or do certain do certain things outside of you know Masechus Gittin, I'm using Gittin just as an example, but outside of that particular thing that you're learning, so then you can you can trace it back to that, and you can or you can connect it to it. You know, you come up with a principle and then you say, oh yeah, that's like that. But, I but think it, it's I think it's too hard to rely on that. 
that it's I was going to say that, okay. but but that's why that's why these conversations are healthy. That allows you this again. It can't consume you, and this can't be this the the this can't be the um, the whole point and and the sole purpose and, of, and sole of purpose learning. of your learning. But there has got to be some connection to living as a human being in the things we learn. And I think that that part of the um, is it a tragedy of of learning that when you see a person that learns for a long time, but it doesn't really have a larger effect, and they have to, they sort of have to be taught these lessons outside. As they have to be taught them as lessons, as this is the way you're a mensch, without without ever coming to this conversation with themselves through their regular standard learning. There's some separation between it because that's much more about the mind than it is about the heart. And it really has to be, this is a, you know, a much bigger conversation, but it really has to be about both. And that ultimately, it's, it's got to it's gotta be there. And it, it doesn't have to be necessarily foreground, but it has to be, it, it has to be part of the conversation. So how, how do you propose or suppose that it happens on its own? If, a per, if we've seen that people can learn for a long time, if they're learning, and we assume that they're learning in a, in a, a real way, and they're really understanding what the Gemara is asking in this kind of um, in this kind of way, they're not just coming up with answers and different, but they're really understanding the Gemara the way it's supposed to be. So then, they should have this emotional connection, or they should have this heart involved as well. But we see on both ends, we both we see children who who you know kids and teenagers, young men who are not connected to it, and we see older people who are not connected to it. So seems like the answer is that it doesn't happen on its own and one needs to consciously add this in it's it, it's as you said it's complicated for it to happen on its own but i, I think that it, it could it could if you're conscious okay. it could and i think that that's why in our generation we're seeing the proliferation of of movements within torah judaism that are um, that are trying to engage the heart because the the heart has not in the system that we are operating in, this ca- connection has not been made naturally. That's why we're seeing a proliferation of the the neo Hasidic approach to things, because there is there, there there is this difficulty of making that connection. We're doing maybe doing the the head thing well. But the heart thing is not actually coming out of it, and we don't really see the natural connection from it, and that's why you find even more dangerously the and I'll call it neo-Hasidic only because I'm using that as sort of a description of something, but but of this, you know, this more spiritual, feely kind of thing, actually becoming less connected to Torah learning, and that's not something new in our history. That that's happened to us right. before with the rise of Hasidus, but that that there there is this this incredible need. To, to engage the heart, which is not necessarily coming out of the engagement of the head, but there's a lack of realization that if you just if you deal with it correctly, you can continue to get it from the the stuff that the head is getting. You can make that connection. Exactly what the conversation that we just had. Right. And I think it's I mean, I don't think I have anything that anybody doesn't have, but I think there's an art that you can learn it, you can get it from the Gemara. That the premise is that the Gemara is teaching the Gemara is teaching you how to live, not just how to give a get or how to make a bracha. It's teaching you how to live, how to be connected to this world with your heart, and uh, and we have to believe that that's the premise of the Gemara, and then find it within there. And these and subtle messages that are coming through are there, are there, and it's it's you have to plow them, you have to bring them out, that's right, and find them, and it can come 
from the Gemara. I'm very much a heart connected to the to the Torah, and I believe it comes from the text. It comes from the Gemara. It comes from the Chumash. It comes from Nach. And the, the stories are there. Um, the connection is there, and we need to make it. And it's beautiful that it's coming from other places as well. But and and it's available here as well for those who who want it. Right. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think that's I think that was a, that's actually a, a great point. It's so amazing that this was so not what we had planned on talking about. You 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 started off with this and you and you know threw it out, but it's really it's a very very critical issue. It's a it, it's a it's an issue that that strikes at the very heart of what our connection to Torah is. That it can't just be about a system and about and about a learning. It has to be about a growing. It has to be that it has an effect on an entire person. We need Musr, but but we need to get some of that Musr from from the very learning that we do, from the Chumash that we study, from the style, from the Gemara, from these kinds of kashas that we ask. We need to we need to relate it back to ourselves and to our own development as human beings. Right, Musr as a method of learning. I think this is what I'm saying is that Musa's like just that you take Musa from the Gemara happens, should happen on its own. The fact that it's institutionalized and was institutionalized and there was the movement of it because, was because there was a fallout and we needed to recreate that consciousness it. of thinking, that, that line of thinking that got you to think like that through a Gemara. And you were able to learn a Masil Sharm in the way that you were just taking a Gemara really and breaking or an idea, a concept from the Gemara and breaking it open and breaking your heart open over it. But that should happen on its own, and when a person can do that, then, then, then you really connect to the Torah, and I think then you you almost don't forget it. Like that's Rafutner says that's uh, the problem is not that we forget Torah, is that we never learned it right the first time. When you connect yeah. to it and you learn it and you connect to it in that way, so then forgetting you don't forget your name, you don't forget your wife's name, you don't forget things that are important to you. That's why the Mishnah Pekiyava says that if you forget Torah, so the Mishchayev Benafshe, you're responsible for that for yourself. Because it's not about, and we're not talking about Torah that you forget because you're getting old, you know, because of those things. We're talking about Torah that you forget because it wasn't important to you. And when it's not important to you, so then you're responsible for everything that, every, every outcome of that. Because if it was important to you, it would stay staple to your mind. I think also I wanted to, I wanted to say to you that, you know, sometimes when you, remember when we were learning with Tzadik, and you saw him dissecting the Gemara and Brachas, and it was like, like you could cry from how beautiful it was. That that we had when we had learned all those gemaras, you know, how many times we learned mesachas brachas, right? And, and we had learned all those gemaras, but never saw some of those principles that principles that he was pulling out of the gemara. He was he was learning it from the flow. Why the why the mishnayis went from certain things and went then started using certain things as a parable and as a mushal and as an example. So he was really breaking out like a wider, bigger. Through a bigger lens, a wider lens than right. we usually are accustomed to looking at the Gemara. That's it. It was beautiful. Now, you could take his principles and learn them as principles, and it's wow, so spiritual and it's so amazing. But but where do those principles? Where does all of that come from? Ultimately, it comes from the Gemara. It comes from our learning, and and again, that's what I, I was saying before that I'm. It's 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 sometimes a little worrisome to me when we separate those two nowadays. When we separate those two. And and almost like spirituality and things that are a little more connected to the ruach are separate from things that are connected to the mind. 
And if I want to be a more spiritual person, I don't need to worry about things of the mind. I need to concentrate on things of the spirit. And and I don't know if that's, I mean, I know that that's not true. That there, there has to be there has to be the melding of the two. And there's a place for, for all of them. Sometimes sometimes you need a full shot of of just, you know, the spiritual concepts, not necessarily connected back to to anything, but sometimes right, this is a more like intellectual way even within the intellectual way of learning, you can connect. But there is there is a connection that can be done. There's like a style that can be done without Right. And then, and, then, and, that's, and fine. that's fine. Right. And sometimes you need you need a little bit of both. But you need both. Amazing. And this is Gavaldic. Pass um, the chant. Yeah. If um, so, as you uh, as you enjoy your reheated chalent here in the middle of the week, uh, I hope we gave you some food for thought as well, and something to mull over. Understand? Do you think these are issues? Do you not think these are issues? Is ah the the reason why the Gemara started from there, or the reason why the Gemara brings a dinder abanan is not that reason? And again, it's not, we're not talking about the, this particular masech that we're giving you a formula and a format that's that's worked for us and works for me, and um. Maybe it works for you. Maybe we're wrong. So I'm open to anything. And uh, we really would love to hear some some feedback. Bring you into our Shabbos table, and uh, and and feedback to us. How about we make that? How about we do that? That I guess uh, you know, uh, uh, if you give us a response, you will uh, have a chance to enter and to come on our Shabbos table because we love having guests, and this conversation only gets more robust and more fun when we add in more perspectives because more perspectives make it more enjoyable and uh, so um, hit us up at intentionaljew at gmail.com and we would love to hear you so uh, have a great week and uh, have a great Shabbos